0: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
1: Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Jeff Parlay. The Grover Cleveland producers is here as well. Jeff, I'm sorry. I can't stop. I'm just, I, 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 I'm, I'm, on a riff. Last thing about that Rams of the Bucs game. That's why you trade those picks for Stafford. Get rid of Goff. Stafford ends up 28 of 38 for 366, two touchdowns, no picks, sacked twice, 428 total yards of offense. The Rams were minus two in turnovers. Let me get this straight. The Rams win this game with four turnovers, A missed 47-yard field goal that was three yards short with no wind. No safety over the top against Evans late. And their second-half possessions, punt, touchdown, fumble, punt, fumble, missed field goal, punt, fumble, field goal. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. All three of those first games were walk-off field goals. At the end of that that Rams game, I was like, I'm spent. I can't can't even get get revved up for this Chiefs-Bills game. Oh, and then they got us revved up. What a weekend. What a day. The greatest in NFL history. Yes, sir.
2: Low key on the last play by the Rams. Stafford got absolutely clobbered by Sue as he was getting rid of it. I know it's a busted coverage. I know it's the one guy you legitimately can't bust the coverage against. Incredible. In Cup. But that throw was spectacular from Stafford to bet- win that game.
1: Allen Allen and, and uh and Mahomes to some extent, but Allen and and, uh, Stafford on the deep ball. Like if Ryan Tannehill had a shred of that, man. what What an unbelievable game that was. We bring in Todd Wishnev, everybody, star of the Showtime docuseries Action, star of the Megapod from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How you doing, Toddy?
0: How are you doing? I'm sure you want to talk about the big Oregon Ducks win against the Washington Huskies at 10 o'clock last night. I do not. Uh, you know, yes. oh, you don't. Oh, that was that was pretty much the only thing that happened yesterday. I didn't really see anything else besides that. It was let, me,
1: huge. let me ask you a few questions. One, of all the coaching gaffes over the weekend, what ranks as the worst to you? What ranks is the worst coaching performance?
0: You know, that's a good question. You know, I really, you know, I was texting you in real time about Arians not calling the timeouts at the end of the first half. That irks me. That irks me to no end. I mean, the the mathematics is so simple. As soon as it happened with Vrabel, I was thinking, okay, let's see if Vrabel's smart enough to do it. He did it right away. Very smart. And then I'm sitting there going, okay, 58 seconds left. You just ran the ball. You got two timeouts left. You can call timeout two times. You can get the ball back with 46 seconds left. That's what, like five Mahomes drives for a field goals. You can get five field goals in 45
1: seconds. That's <laughs> right.
0: So, uh, so I'm thinking what, what is Arians doing here? And, and like you said, it was probably just a frustration, he, uh, he was frustrated.
1: Was. He was frustrated and calm, and I'm so glad you you seize on that point too again because nobody on the broadcast said it. Right? They didn't mention it once, and the only people that I talked to chattering stupidly about it, it's like, oh, McVeigh was playing for the field goal. No, he wasn't. Arians was the boob on that final drive. He got bailed out by the fumble. It's not McVeigh's oh, fault. Uh,
0: it, it, regardless of what McVeigh's doing, who cares what McVeigh's doing? Who cares? Doing? Arians, doesn't matter. Right? Arians, Arians needs to be calling timeouts, and I don't know what he's doing. But let me just say one other thing that I must get off my chest. The Eric Weddle call, I've watched, I don't know, 1.8 billion football games. I heard you just talk about it. But this, this is BS, okay? I've watched 1,000 football games in four days. And I can tell you that there's been a million times that there's been fourth down, and a guy goes over the middle, gets absolutely destroyed, and they throw the flag. And they don't go, oh, the ball. Let's see where the ball dropped. That's nonsense. 100%. It's part of the play. 100%.
1: Okay?
0: I don't want to hear
1: it. And I just got a tweet on this also. I got a tweet on it from somebody who just said, uh, about, oh, Sean Mayer said he goes, roughing the passer is the same scenario. Because I said it doesn't happen on roughing the passer. Well,
0: well it, no, they could say they could say on roughing the passer, they could say, well, the guy hit the quarterback before the ball hit the ground. No, 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 no. You know this, what I mean?
1: But, no, I know, but this guy's saying, here he goes, the roughing the passer is the same scenario. It just never happens on fourth down or that late in the play where the play is over, meaning when the ball hits the ground. That's not true either. It's not true.
0: Like it was well, well, pass- we, well, we don't know. We never. We never see. We never one of, see it. One of, right. We never see it. So we don't know. But my point is, I've seen the exact play. Forget the roughing the passer. Let's call yeah. it the exact play. I've seen a guy go over the middle, get his clock absolutely blasted off his head. Yes. And then they call. The, the correct call and the ball has already hit the ground and it's, it's never even a discussion. Nobody goes, oh, oh wait, let's check to see where the ball hit the ground. All of a sudden we're checking to see when the ball hit the ground. I've never even heard of such nonsense. I'm, I'm and so, don't tell me it only happens on third down. I'm, I've seen guys get crushed on fourth downs.
1: I'm so glad you seized on those. Cause though and I'm a, and I was a Rams better, right? I have, I had the Rams oh, money I line. I, I, I had the Rams plus you. the points. I got the Rams, NFC futures. Even I was like, what we get the ball? Like, where What's that about? Um, it's you know it, it drives home a couple points. One, and this is one of the shows Jeff and I said this at the beginning of the show. We're all fair. We said, "I go if people want sports betting today, you're gonna, you are gonna this ain't the show. This is a show where we just relive everything that happened yesterday and just how incredible it is that we actually bet on this. Like the fact that we would bet these pre flop, and I will even throw this in because you are a big in game guy, Todd." You, I mean, you can't even bet these things in-game. This, It's just unbelievable, the twists and turns of what we saw this weekend. It's incredible.
0: Well, the, the, the other thing that just drives me crazy, and you touched on it a little bit, and then I got all kind of Twitter backlash. It's against the rules, blah, blah, blah. The, okay. I texted you when the bills had the ball at the 40 yard line of the chiefs with 23 seconds left. I said, how about grabbing all the receivers here? You'll get the clock from 23 to 17 and they will be at the 35 yard line first down instead of the 40 yard line. Now everybody said, well, they changed the rule because Harbaugh did it and blah, 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 a couple years ago and you can't intentionally do it. And if you do, it's a 15 yard penalty. Plus they put the clock back. Now, first of all, Maybe if you did it two times in a row, they would call that. They would never call it on the first place. Nope. So you could at least do it once. Hundred percent. There is no question. Uh, you know, Fezzik texted me and said you could at least do it once for sure. And then on the second time, you could probably fate, do it, you know, surreptitiously, so to speak. I think the reason that the coaches won't do it is probably similar to the reasons many college basketball coaches are scared to have their kids foul with when they're up three late in the game to stop the three pointer. Cause they're afraid the kids are going to foul and the guy's going to have already started his shot and give up three free throws. And I think it's similar to that because if you grab all the guys and the guy already threw the ball, you're going to get a pass interference rather than a five yard penalty for holding. So that's the only thing I'm thinking is why these coaches aren't telling them to do that. Because if, I, if it was me, you at least get five seconds off. Because I'm thinking, they're not going to stop the Bills. They're at the 40-yard line at the 23 seconds left. And I'm thinking, Bills are going in if you don't do something drastic.
1: It's a good point, Todd. But in this case, all you had to do was do it one second after, two seconds after the play started, and it's still a significant portion of the rest of the game, right, with 13 oh, seconds I agree on the with go. you. Yeah, I mean, it's— No,
0: I think they should do it. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to come up with a reason yeah. why they would think not to do it. No,
1: I get it. It's, I've, we've been talking on a numbers game about mortar-kicking— and about just grabbing wideouts and like at the ends of halves, we we specifically talk about it for years. And I gotta tell you, I was heartened yesterday because everybody all of a sudden was all about the mortar kick and grabbing receivers. And we used to take so much incoming. I said this earlier, we used to take so much incoming on that stuff. People are, are, are getting it with football. Like that was that was the play, and the Bills are gonna have to live with that forever. By the way, I also made the point about these how these windows shut. Joe Pita just texted me about his team growing up, uh, the Eagles. The Eagles lost the fog bowl if you remember in 88 to the to the Bears. Uh, after resting the NFC East from the Giants, Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Eric Allen, Keith Jackson, Keith Byers, Mike Quick, and of course, Randall Cunningham, never got back. And everybody thought they'd be, oh, year after year after year. You could do this in sports, right? The 86 Mets, oh, they were going to win five World Series. Nope, never got back after the one. At least they got their one. Um, By by the
0: way, one other thing I wanted to mention to you was, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were, I thought you were were done done. at that point. It was fourth down and 19 with, I think, 17 seconds left from their own 17 or 19 yard line for the Ravens prior to the 66 yard kick uh against the Detroit Lions. Yes. And they only I think it was about and they didn't have any timeouts because they threw a fourth down pass to somebody who caught it at like the I think it was Hollywood Brown caught it at like the 44 yard line and somehow got out of bounds and that gave them the chance to get the last play and then they got the 66 yard field goal so that was even more crazy than than the Chiefs get 13 seconds with two timeouts so people don't understand you know sometimes I'll be watching with somebody who doesn't really watch a lot of football they go uh, there'll be like 22 seconds left in the half or 25 seconds left in the half and I'll be like oh well you better make sure you use up all this time at the end of the half because they're going to come down and try to get a field goal they're like what are you talking about 20 seconds hello in the nfl 20 seconds is not nothing especially with two timeouts, you have to do something like you're saying you have to either mortar kick you have to come up with that the game's not over folks okay just because there's 13 seconds left if a guy if a guy's got two timeouts he's got two legitimate plays
1: time he gets 30 yards we got two minutes left and i want to give i want a one-minute answer for each of those from you one if you're interviewing coaches Isn't the first thing you ask them, how would you handle these late game situations? That would be my whole coaching interview is I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me how you coach your way out of this. Isn't that the whole interview?
0: Well, here's the thing. They all watch film till the wee hours of the night of all the plays, but they never watch film about time situations. You know how they're they're teaching the players with all the with all the film of the actual plays. What about them watching the last two minutes of halves and them watching the last two halves of because they probably never watch those of the other teams. They should. And then maybe they would start to realize what the time actually is because they have no clue. I mean, many of these guys and don't tell me, oh, well, they're NFL coaches. Blah, blah, they mess it up over. and over. How many times do we see guys snapping the ball with 15 on the play clock when you're winning by like uh, four? It's like it, it. you just can't make it up how, how it unbelievable up. it is. And they should be a film crew filming like them doing film with the coaches. Yes. OK, coach, here's two minutes left. Now, what do you do?
1: You know, because they don't know what to do. Here's the here's the last question. Over time, I said that before, earlier on the show, we have thirty seconds here. I said I've never disliked the rule ever before. People dislike it; I don't dislike it. Yesterday was the first time I disliked it because you knew the the first team that got the ball was winning that Chiefs game. You, you, where do you stand on it?
0: I mean. Y- y- Look, I, me personally, people hate the college rule. I, I think it's the fairest way because everybody gets a chance. But, you know, I mean, it's the rules. And at least it's not the way the old way. Do you remember the old way? Field goal. You got the, the, the kick and
1: the field goal is <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> Game's over. Uh, Todd, we'll have you back here soon, maybe later this week. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much.
0: Good to see you guys.
1: Todd Wishneb, everybody, at T Wishneb uh, on Twitter. Packers Niners blow by blow next Chrissy Andrews to come as well. Numbers game, Visa, and the Sports Betting Network. Network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs. And then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. We get tweets at Beating the Book. This is from uh, Los Vegas 514. Yo, let's just end the season now. The next three games got. Got a lot of catching up to do after yesterday. Mile High Mike. Uh, Gilly, did you see what the in-game was on the Chiefs with 13 seconds left? Yes. The Bills were like minus 3,500. Hope nobody took a bath on that. Uh, David Stone, great show. I have no idea what GMs ask in interviews for a head coach, but don't you think the first questions asked now are, what do you do in the ending of these four games this weekend, and when do you use your timeouts? 100%. If you're there of the interview, I already know about your, your X's and O's. I want to know about this stuff. Bears 100, you, Drew, and Dan Weston on Gael Monfie. Time to break the jinx. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Joe Arso, roughing the passer, has never touched the ground before it hit on the quarterback. It's impossible. No, it's not. It happens all the time. Ball hits the ground, then somebody hits the quarterback. Come on. Everybody chiming in on that, by the way. Frank Stein, did you see Todd's heckling video Friday night at the Bonaventure-Duquesne game? Was my entertainment Friday night, and he cashed the Duquesne team total under ticket. I did not see that. Uh, This is from uh, Web12-66. I cannot tell you how many times I was doing my money dance and then had to stop doing my money dance. (laughs) It's the best Uh, explanation of the whole weekend. Jack, Jack Jack14770548. Yeah, I had to read it all. Regarding the Weddle penalty, exact same thing happened week prior. Eagles, Bucks. Eagles go on fourth, incomplete. Bucks unsportsmanlike and forced after the play. Bucks take over on downs. Nicholas Griggs, what Todd said, it's the same analogy as fouling when down three in the NBA about why not holding the receivers. Tripp Tepper goes the other way. He says the Hockley misapplication of the rule on the Evans headshot was complete hogwash. That was not a dead ball. Hockley needs to be banished to the CFL. On and on, tweet after tweet. We appreciate it. Um, this is, you, you have a bunch of tweets that we didn't get to earlier, Jeff. Want to, want to go through these real quick, some of these? I don't know if you do or not. Or should I just go into the blow-by-blow? Blow? I think you have to save one of them in particular for the middle of this. Okay. Well, let me just do this. Green Bay loses to the, to the Niners 13-10 to 10 Saturday night. The second number one seed to go down that day first quarter. Packers go up 7 to nothing. quick. Opening drive, matriculate the ball down the field, 7 to nothing. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a long day for the Niners. Next drive for the Packers. The Niners go out. Mercedes Lewis fumble on the subsequent drive. San Francisco cannot take advantage. Next Niners drive, Jimmy G hits a wide open George Kittle running in the middle of the field in the chest over the top. Dropped was the Niners' one offensive chance in the first quarter. Second quarter, still 7-0. San Francisco, first completion. The the Niners' first completed pass, and the first time they got got to positive yardage in the game was a 15-yarder to George Kittle with 6.36 left in the half. That's how inept the Niners had been. Still down 7-0. Niners have it all set up, getting completely outplayed, had a chance to tie it going into the half. First and goal the Green Bay 19, 109 left. A hold that puts him back 10 yards, and then a Jimmy G terrible interception, Adrian Amos just waiting on it. And you're like, there's Jimmy G. There's Jimmy Garoppolo rearing his head. This is why the Niners can't possibly win this game. Every chance in the world, and they're still down, but they're only down 7 and nothing. 3rd and 3 at the Green Bay 11, 40 seconds left in the half. Aaron Jones gets open 75 yards to Aaron Jones. And the the Packers are immediately in field goal range. And then Bosa causes a fumble. We never see who recovers it. Fox shows no replay whatsoever. We're supposed to assume that the Packers recovered it. Field goal blocked. Mason Crosby, he was dead last in our uh, field goal rankings. That wasn't his fault. Jimmy Ward, who got toasted on the Aaron Jones play, makes the block there, redeems himself, and it's seven to nothing going into the half. Fast forward all the way to the fourth quarter, and by the way, the Bosa thing, the Niners defense. This is why all week we're like, are they have is Bosa playing and is Warner playing? That was the whole game. Those two guys, they weren't playing. Packers going to run away with it. They were playing. I took the Niners in the points. We go to the fourth. Fourth and one at the Green Bay 19. There's 6-14 left in the game. It's 10-3 now in favor of the Packers. The Niners get stoned. If only, Jeff, they had drafted someone with a third overall pick in the draft who might have been able to help on high-leverage short-yard situations. If only. <laughs> Jay Lance, Trey Lance does not see the field. And you're like, oh, my God, they couldn't get the yard. There's six minutes plus left. It's 10-3. to The Packers are going to pull this out. Nope, three and out. Punting from their own 12, 450 left. The Niners aren't in punt block scheme here, punt block block formation. They're just rushing the normal amount of guys. And Jordan Willis just absolutely steamrolls the guy in front of him and blocks it. Talanoa Hufanga picks it up, scores 10-10, to They weren't even trying to block it, as we talked about with Drew Dinsick earlier. The Packers apparently unaware that you should try to pick up the football at that point. There was not a Packer in sight. 10-10. to 10. And then Green Bay with yet another 3-and-out. San Francisco, and by the way, that 3-and-out ending with a Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to throw it to Devontae Adams in double coverage because I trust no one else on my team, and I'm infatuated with Devontae three and out. San Francisco gets the ball first and 10 from their own 29, 320 left. Nine plays later, including a Debo Samuel, nine-yard run on third and seven at the Green Bay, 38 with 103 left. Robbie Gold in the weather, in the elements from 45 yards to win it, 13-10. to And Oh, by the way, the Packers had 10 men on the field for the last field goal. Green Bay, since their opening drive touchdown, the rest of their day, fumble this is how every drive ended. Fumble, punt, 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 blocked field goal, punt, field goal, blocked punt, punt. That's Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen, the MVP. Let me do that again. From the opening drive. Fumble, punt, 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 blocked field goal, punt, field goal, blocked punt, punt. The Packers got the ball 4 times after halftime. They had 48 total yards. That number was 63 until the last two drives when they went for minus 9, then had the punt blocked, and then minus 6. Meanwhile, Jimmy Garoppolo, or as we will refer to him from now on as James Garoppolo... 11 completed forward passes, 11 of 19 for 131, no touchdowns, one pick, sack four times. Jimmy Garoppolo somehow is now nine and two straight up in games where he's thrown zero touchdowns, three and zero oh in the playoffs, and is on the doorstep of his second Super Bowl in three years. <laughs> it's amazing. By the way, he could have thrown roughly four pick sixes in this game. How, how many times, Jeff, did he flirt with a pick six? Gil, I
2: was very close at one point <laughs> to betting Green Bay's defense to score the next touchdown in the game multiple times because of how bad Garoppolo looked. He was, uh, he was terrible. And and, and and I just want to throw this out there, and i got to give Michael Lombardi some credit here for mentioning this uh, on a network over the last few weeks. Green Bay had the worst special teams by a wide margin in I, the NFL. I gave, him cre- well. I gave
1: him credit last hour, yeah. Yeah,
2: and... They were 32 in DVOA, like significantly, 30, 32. For a team that I don't think has particular – they aren't the deepest team, but they were the team that we thought was the best team going into the playoffs. And their special teams legitimately did the only thing in that game that could have lost the game. The only way San Francisco was scoring a touchdown was if the special teams gave up a touchdown. And, Gil – Once Aaron Rodgers leaves, you have said it, I have said it, a lot of people have said it, Matt LaFleur is going to get so badly exposed Mm -hmm. that the Packers next year, if Rodgers, let's say Rodgers retires, ends up with the Broncos, whatever it is, Green Bay is going to go from penthouse to outhouse immediately. 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 Because LaFleur is not a particularly good football coach. He's just won all these games because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers.
1: 212 total yards for the Niners in victory. Can you show the tweet now? This is a great tweet that we got yesterday (laughs) after this game, which I think sums it up better than Eddie. This is from Clarence Hill Jr. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't won without Mike McCarthy.
2: (laughs) Still has an elite job of trolling. (laughs) What's that? It's an elite job of trolling on that
1: tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Elite trolling job for sure. Aaron Rodgers still has not won without Mike McCarthy. One Super Bowl to show for it. And by the way, within a span of a few hours on Saturday, sports betting wise, you had Francis Ngato winning by decision, which was like, what, 14 to one. He texted me this. Shapo winning in straight sets against Zverev. Not just winning. Winning in straight sets. That had to be a huge number. And then the Green Bay Packers to score the least points, the fewest points of the weekend. The biggest dog on the board for sure in that category as they only muster up 10 football points. The Packers of Aaron Rodgers. What would a $100 parlay have paid on those things? Unbelievable. Chrissy Andrews joins us next. We still gotta get to the Titans and the Bengals. Oh, I haven't forgotten the one thing that I gotta eat crow about. Coming back, Numbers Game VCN, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game
0: with Gil Alexander on VCN, the Sports Betting
1: Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VCN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VCN.com/slash podcast and get Beating the Book with me, Gil Alexander. What a megapod last week with Adam Chertoff in Las Vegas Chris or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum plus we got Hardwood Handicappers the Lombardi Line Follow the Money My Guys in the Desert Coast to Coast Hoops the Wide World of Wine Garden and many more they're all free and available now at vsan.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast we get tweets at meeting the book this is from uh, Alan216 regarding clock management and football for any sport teams should have a savvy sports better in the booth or on the sideline advising coaches they could do the math instantly in their heads and know exactly what should, could be done. Uh, Alan 216, we've been saying that for years on this here program. Couldn't agree more. Mike Boreal. Gil, I think the NFL coach's decision making or lack of equates to sports betting and horse racing, you might be a great handicapper, but at the end of the day, you lose money because you don't have money management skills. I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, that 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 X's and O's is one thing. But so many of these games and the ultimate determination comes down to game management. And so few get it. So few get it. Jim Murphy, Gil, after watching KC Bills, here's a suggestion for OT rules change. I like name that song. It's name that score. Josh says I can score with four plays. Mahomes says I can score in three plays. (laughs) Uh, Jeff Levine, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. When Tennessee elected to go for a two-point conversion following the penalty on the Bengals, if say then Tennessee committed a five-yard passing penalty, and they wouldn't have had, uh, and they would have had to try the two-point conversion at the six-yard line, could they re-elect to go for one point and and kick? Yes, is your answer? Stats, facts, observations. Gil, can you tell me the Twitter handle for Todd? I missed it. He was on the show shortly after uh, 8 a.m. West Coast time. Yes, T. Wishnev. T. Wishnev. Damon Scoleri. If the refs applied the dead ball foul logic consistently, wouldn't roughing the passer always be a dead ball foul when the call is for the defender landing on the quarterback with his body weight if the quarterback's knees down first? The interpretation yesterday was absurd. Uh, let's see here, and on and on. We can go on and on, but we'll, we'll stop right there. Let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's been with us every Monday for this football season and every football season since the beginning of time. Uh, but now that we've gotten to the championship round, there's no more guessing lines to do so, but we bring him in because I want to get his perspective on all of this. My Mishbucha from the South Point Hotel Casino. It's Chrissy Andrews. How you doing, Chris?
3: Good, Gil. How'd you wind up this weekend?
1: The only thing I missed was the Titans. And then I hit everything else. I hit the uh, ah, okay. Niners plus the points, Rams money line, and plus the points. And I steered completely clear of that last game because I, I thought I thought out loud on the show. I was like, "You have to be an action junkie to play that game," and it turned out that way.
3: Yeah, and there was plenty of action in that game, certainly. So yeah, exactly.
1: So what, what was the biggest handled game of the weekend for you? That game ultimately?
3: Oh no, no, it was the Rams, uh, the Rams and Bucks because of the three. Um, you know, as we famously do here at South Point, everything we do at minus 110. So when we were two and a half, we were the only two and a half flat in the world. And then we go to three, we'd be the only three flat in the world. So, you know, we had tons of action on that game. I would say there's two things that create action on a game. One is, you know, the, the, the matchup, the rivalry, whatever, you know, that, which we, you know the bills and chiefs i think had the best uh, going into the weekend but the number creates action too and the number in the uh, in the bucks rams game that that created a ton of action because like i said no matter what number we were at we were the only one in the world with that number
1: okay so let me interrupt then so then won't this coming weekend where the the chiefs are 7 point favorites against the bengals and the rams yeah. I'm assuming if they're not right now, could very well be three-point favorites in in many shops, maybe yours, hosting the Niners. Won't this be, based on what you just said then, because they're on the key numbers of seven and three, the most massively bet championship weekend of all time?
3: Uh, It very well could be, yeah. But it also, you, you have that movement, too. I mean, if the Chiefs game right now, I mean, it's a pretty solid seven. So there's no rush to the window. It's not like you're going to miss a six-and-a-half or you're going to miss a seven-and-a-half. At this point in time, they don't exist. Uh, and right now we did have three for a while on the Rams, but we're at three-and-a-half now. And right now, I, you know, it is you know, similar to last week, but you know on the opposite end of the three, I uh, see either a couple of threes with heavy juice on the favorite or three-and-a-half with juice on the dog. Uh, so we're at three-and-a-half right now. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to let it play out because these are pretty tough on me, I got to tell you.
1: (laughs) So did you end up having a spectacular weekend because all three of the first dogs won outright?
3: Uh, No, Saturday was fantastic. But like I said, listen, we got to that that Rams-Bucks game, and I was tortured between the two and a half and the three because we'd been at both and I had written massive bets and Jimmy posted a few of them. But Jimmy didn't post nearly all of them. So we had big bets, and the three, if it did come three, we would have just gotten absolutely murdered. So in the last, like, two hours, I would say, something like that, I held the three rather than going back to two and a half, and I got flooded with Rams money, you know, and it just put me in a very difficult position. Uh, So we we needed Tampa pretty big. But, you know, like I talked to Michael, I talked to Frank before the game, I thought, you know, listen, we need Tom Brady for a fortune. Uh, (laughs) That's not the worst position to be in. You know, I mean, it didn't work out, but – but really if you saw like the the potential win versus the potential loss i mean it... I'd like to have that throughout my whole career. we would have be just fine. But, you know, it didn't work out that way on Sunday.
1: Speaking, speaking of Brady, I brought this up with Vinny on Friday. But two years ago, when you didn't know where Tom Brady was going to end up playing, futures markets, you know, people tried to get ahead of the, the news, and some did getting ahead of the Tampa Bay news when Tom Brady eventually went there. This year, you may have a Aaron Rodgers situation of the same ilk. Who knows? You may have a Russell Wilson situation. For those who missed it on Friday, how will you handle handle that? If Aaron Rodgers, in fact, is leaving Green Bay, will you just keep everything off the board, Chris, uh, to prevent that from happening to you? How will you handle a futures market?
3: You know, at this point, I just have to say I'll see. I don't know. Uh, You know, a lot of it is going to rely on news or rumors. Um, You know, I just have to kind of play it by ear. And I, I don't have a solid plan in mind at this point. I have to see how it all plays out. You know, Rogers famously said that he does not want to be part of a rebuild. So I have to see what Green Bay, are they going to re-sign all their free agents and, you know, keep this core group together? Um, you know, I think that, that means a lot whether Rogers stays or goes. You know, I kind of think Wilson's gone. It just seems like that to me. But I really don't have a great indication of where he w- might wind up. I think he'll be a pretty hot commodity um, you know, but he he's had some injuries, and, you know, I, I'm not sure he fits in with with everybody. It's not like Brady's situation. But, of course, we were saying the same thing about Brady. He was 40-some years old at the time, and, you know, we didn't know what kind of market there'd be for a 42-year-old quarterback. But, uh, obviously, whoever, you know, Tampa Bay eventually signed him and won a Super Bowl. But you know, so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts right now and I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to play it. I got to let it play out before I make any definitive statement.
1: Last two questions, one as you the football fan, the other uh, uh, for you as a bookmaker, but as a football fan. I said earlier on the show what those games yesterday showed me was any of us who are fans of like the mediocre teams in the NFL, Washington for me, you're a little better than mediocre with Pittsburgh. But did uh, what I said was it showed how far the teams that we root for, those teams in the middle of the league are away from how far away they are from being those teams that we saw yesterday. Do you agree with that? Like, it just feels like it's a light year's difference.
3: Well, you know, I've said it on your show that I, I kind of, all these young quarterbacks coming into the league, I try to root for all of them because I think it's great for the sport. Now, some have not worked out nearly as well as others. But we saw guys who, you know, I mean, Joe Burrow, man, this kid looks fantastic. And, of course, you know, Allen and and uh, Mahomes in the late game yesterday. And, of course, you know, Stafford was the big free agent signing. Uh, you know, so I root for all of these guys because it's great for the league. But at, to your point, yeah, the guys who don't have one of those players, yeah, you got a long way to go, and it's not just those players. You have to build around them as well. And I think those, well, Cincinnati still needs a lot of building, but uh, the rest of those teams were all very, very good. And uh, you know, I think that there's a good structure around the, the teams are still competing. Like I said, Cincinnati certainly needs to beef up that offensive line, no doubt about
1: that. And they will, and they will come draft time. So, well, a- I'll
3: tell you what, though, I mean. Excuse me, just one second. I still have visions of Andrew Luck with Joe Burrow, who I I said I think had Luck stayed healthy, he'd be one of the greatest of all time, but we didn't have the fortune of seeing him uh, stay healthy. But I hope the Bengals don't do the same to Burrow.
1: Last, last thing, we only have like 30 seconds. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro walked into the uh, primetime action studio the other night, and I was like, are you going to Pennsylvania, Jimmy? He's like, oh, yeah, kid, uh, after football, man, it's all just such a letdown for me. It's the only thing that gets me juiced anymore. I mean, this is the ultimate high from yesterday. and We have obviously two championship games and a Super Bowl. Are, are you, do you experience a come down after the Super Bowl? Like, do you think you could still be charged after this kind of season? It's amazing.
3: It takes a while for me to recharge his batteries, i got to tell you. February is just kind of a dull month for me. So, you know, Back when I was an owner at Cal I took the whole month of February off. Of course, the Super Bowl was not played this late into February. But, yeah, I take the whole month of February off just to recharge, yeah.
1: Yeah. Thank goodness for March Madness. Then we all started to rise from the ashes yeah. again. Yes. Right. Uh, right. Chris, always appreciate it. May you have, and I think you will have, the largest championship weekend of all time. I appreciate it, man. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. bye Chrissy Andrews at Andrews Sports, author of not only Then One Day, but also Then One Year, available at Amazon and where all books are sold. Tennessee, Cincinnati, next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Network. Bet on more than the final score with one-game parlay at BetMGM. One-game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM, sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN 1000. You can place one-game parlay bets on football, basketball, and more. Plus, you'll earn M-Life rewards that you can redeem for room nights and dining at any MGM resort nationwide. Try one-game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com For terms and conditions, must be 21 years of age or older to wage your new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, Jeff, let's uh, throw up some uh, contextual tweets, if you will. This is one about margin of victory. This is from Ari Marov. Uh, Mayrov at uh, My Sports Update. he said the combined margin of victory across all four games this weekend was 15 points. That's the smallest combined margin of victory in divisional round history. What a weekend. You could say that again, Ari. What a weekend indeed. The greatest day in the history... <laughs> of football earth yesterday and maybe the greatest weekend Uh, also Ben Standig the Bills and Chiefs scored 25 points over the final 154 of regulation remember 31 combined points from the two minute warning on through overtime but the Bills and Chiefs scored 25 points over the final 154 of regulation the New York football Giants scored 26 points over their final four games of the season (laughs) It's just just mean. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Ian Hartitz, Chiefs seriously moved 44 yards and set up the game-tying field goal in less time than a Dak quarterback draw. LMAO. We got to get to this only. So I hit the Rams money line and, and plus the points. I hit the Niners plus the points. But, of course, the kryptonite was the Tennessee Titans, the first of all the games. First pass of the game, Tannehill pick. Six plays later, McPherson, 38-yard field goal, 3-0 Bengals. Remember, Tannehill, interception. First pass of the game to Jesse Bates. First pass of the second half to Mike Hilton. Also the last pass of the game. Towards the end of the quarter, last pass of his game anyway, last pass that he threw, towards the end of the quarter, first quarter now, Burrow throws low and inside to Jamar Chase, who nabs it out of the air, goes 57 yards on a drive that led to another field goal, 45-yarder, 6-0 Bengals. So even when Joe Burrow was throwing... Low and inside, the Bengals were doing something with it. Six to nothing. Second quarter, eleven seventeen 17 left, down six to nothing. First play of the drive. Tannehill to A.J. Brown for 41 yards. Eight plays later, Henry touchdown at six to six. On the subsequent point after touchdown, Cincinnati with too many men on the field. They move it to the one-yard line, and Mike Vrabel decides to go for it. Derrick Henry stuffed. Very... Uh, very, it took him a while to really get going on that play. Wasn't a really aggressive <laughs> move by Henry to the line. Jeff, you and I disagree. I have no problem whatsoever with Mike Vrabel going for it there. I don't care if it's to give him a lead. When you get to the one-yard line and you have Derrick Henry, yes, that's when you go for two.
2: I mean, it, the very rare occurrence where I don't like a two-point conversion, Gil. Take, right. the, take the lead on a, on a, on a shorter PAT, did, even though Bullock, as we know, I don't trust Randy Bullock. Uh, but but look, uh, the game flow did change after that missed two-point conversion. The game flow did change, even though the game flow would have obviously been very different if they converted it.
1: I thought Vrabel going for two and punting every time to that point in the game, keeping his team in the game when, the, when his offense was sputtering, I had no problem with any of it. By the way, I love how he tried to steal five yards to force a Cincinnati timeout on one of those punts compared to some of these other coaches. Love Mike Vrabel. Love everything he does on a football field in-game. Anyway, 6-6, six to six. Cincinnati matriculates the ball down the field. First and 10 at the Tennessee 21, two minutes left. Vrabel uses all of his timeouts. Because he's not going to settle for a two-for-one. He knows Cincinnati's getting the ball first in the second half. No, he's not going to do it. Unlike Bruce Arians, who's like, yeah, I'm not going to use my timeouts. I'm down 20-3. to I'm frustrated. What is Bruce Arians doing? Nobody said a word about it. Vrabel didn't take it lying down. Now, calling timeouts, quickly refusing to accept the two-for-one. The Bengals did have to settle for a long 54-yard Evan McPherson field goal, 54 yards, no problem. Nine to six. Evan McPherson's ridiculous. Didn't work out for Tennessee. They had to go three and out. Uh, they punted fourth and one at their own 35 with 110 left, uh, but they did hold it to a nine to six deficit. We go to the third quarter. Cincinnati first drive of the second half. They drive all the way downfield. Joe Mixon touchdown. Sixteen to six. And you're like, if you're a Tennessee backer like myself who had futures on them, you're like, oh boy. But 45-yard Dante Foreman run. It's 16-6. to You're like, oh, Tennessee's going to score real quick. No problem. Back in this thing. First and goal at the 9. Tannehill's first pass of the half. Tipped and picked by Mike Hilton. Ryan Tannehill, you're killing me. What are you doing? Oh, how did they lose this? After the Cincinnati 3-and-out, subsequent 3-and-out, Tannehill hits A.J. Brown for another 40 yards on their way to a field goal. That made it 16-9, Randy Bullock. First play of the subsequent drive. Burroughs passes picked by Amani Hooker. Now, keep in mind, I'm on the Titans here. That didn't look like a pick to me in real time, and I didn't think it was a pick on replay. <laughs> I just didn't. Oh, that that's interesting. I thought they got the call right. I didn't. But first of all, growing up playing football, we all know that not to be a pick. But with NFL rules, right, we know that some things we grew up knowing aren't, we don't know at all anymore. But the fact that like it was ruled on the field a pick, I think, was the difference there. Correct. Because he I don't know if he had possession before it touched the ground.
2: What whatever they called on the field was going to yeah. be what it was on replay. I think they did get it correct.
1: Gil. Two plays later, just like that, Tannehill to AJ Brown, a ridiculous waist high catch, thirty three yards, at sixteen to sixteen, and all of a sudden, here come the Titans. Tennessee's first time with the ball with the game tied since the first play of the game came with 11:18 left in the fourth quarter. It was the first time they had the ball with the game tied since the game started. But third and one at the Cincinnati 35 with 8:06 left, it's a Tannehill keeper. Can we not sneak? Just get under center and sneak. He gets stuffed. Fourth and one at the Cincinnati 35, 7.21 left. Derrick Henry stoned. Can we not sneak? Cincinnati has to eventually punt again. Tennessee first and 10 at their own 16, 2.43 left. They've got the ball. The game's tied. It's on their racket. It's tennis, by the way. Five plays later, third and five at the Tennessee 40, 28 seconds left. Here's the moment in the game. And neither team can call timeout because they're in that third down purgatory, right? Titans don't want to call timeout in case they fail to convert the third down. Bengals can't call the timeout in case the Titans do, or, or to give the Titans more time in case they do. Zach Taylor's on the sideline, frantically calling for a, title, for a timeout, though, as the clock winds down to 30 seconds and beyond because he doesn't like the formation his defense is in. The officials don't see it. Tannehill picked by Logan Wilson. He throws it into tight coverage, picked, off the bounce. And all of a sudden, it's first and 10 at the Cincinnati 47 with 20 seconds left. And we know that's plenty of time in this league. Burrow to chase for 19 yards. Field goal range. McPherson, 52-yarder with zero on the clock. Ball game. Cincinnati upsets the number one seed, Titans. Let's review the Cincinnati Bengals in these last few weeks, if we, if we could, please. These last couple weeks. The whistle versus the Raiders on the touchdown that shouldn't have been allowed the whistle that happened before the T Higgins catch yesterday. There was a false start before a sack in the first quarter where they're like, yeah, no, no, no. It was was a false start. Delay. It was a delay. I think it was a delay of game before the uh, sack happened. And you're like, Oh, the Titans have crushed him again. No, it was a delay of game. Sorry. The penalty on Cincinnati on the extra point, which led to the Titans trying for two could have been the difference in the game, regardless of how I felt that it was the right thing to do. Cincinnati deserves credit for the stop. But think about that because that penalty happened. They ended up in a situation where it ended up six to six. And then Taylor trying to call the timeout frantically resulting in a pick. The Cincinnati Bengals have a rabbit's foot up their body. Nine sacks for the Titans. By the way, underrated point about those nine sacks, Jeff Joe Burrow never fumbled once. Never came close to fumbling. How many of these quarterbacks in the league, you cough on them and the ball drops out of their hand. Derek Carr, Carson Wentz. I could go on all day. Joe Burrow, never. By the way, Derek Henry looked a step slow. They probably force fed him too much in his first game back. Titans become the first team to lose a playoff game while having nine sacks in a game since the merger. The Bengals are the first team to win a playoff game while allowing nine sacks since the 66 Kansas City Chiefs. Burrow's the first quarterback to be sacked nine times and win a playoff game. Historic. The bet was for the Titans to get the number one seed and have two home games to get to the uh, Super Bowl. That was the setup for the bet. That happened. But I did say last week if they couldn't get to the AFC Championship game, then it's a, uh, it's a stinker. And it ended up being a stinker, thanks to Ryan Tannehill. And I asked Jeff at the end of those two games on Saturday, what's what's the most gut-wrenching loss today? The Packers or the Titans? Literally, we we didn't know what was going to happen the next day with the Bills. What a weekend. What a weekend of the National Football League. How am I betting these two? Uh, It's Chiefs or nothing in that game against the Bengals. Rams, Niners, not so sure yet. Enjoy Lombardi Line next from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Monfi is the pick.